God tells us that he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their job is to perfect the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry, which will edify and build up the body of Christ. Linked Up Church, would you all give a warm welcome to Pastor Francisco Vega. Love you. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, I'll take that, but can you do one better for the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, come on, lift your hands. Come on, shout and give Jesus the biggest shout of praise you can give him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on and lift your hands and bless him. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Bienvenidos, mi gente. I was just checking my crowd right there. Okay, I see you. Amen. I was just welcoming all my Latinos and Africans and people from other cultures. We're so honored to have you with us in the house today. Can we put our hands together one more time for our special guests? Praise the name of the Lord. My name is uh, Pastor Francisco Vega, as you heard. Uh, my beautiful wife of almost nine years sends her greetings. She's in ministry in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, my two beautiful babies might be with us in second service, low key. And uh, I have a beautiful um, eight-week-old daughter named Nilea Sela. So we just had our third and our last. <laughs> Trust and believe. Alas, so I want to also give honor to Pastor Gregory and Minister Trish Gregory. How many of you guys, you know you have the best pastors on this side of Cobb County? That's the truth, and I believe it. That's the truth. I mean, this whole region needs a good word-teaching, Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled church. This ain't too far from my house. I slide in here once in a while. That's the Pastor Gregory move. I slide in here once in a blue moon, amen, to just receive. Amen. Thank you guys so much, and we're honored to be here and to minister the word of the Lord. Praise God. So let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Um, for time's sake, we're going to jump right into what the Lord has given me today, and I believe you're going to be blessed. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do and what you're going to speak through my lips. Ordered words of heaven speak over my mobile lips of clay. I'm nothing. You are everything. God, I thank you. You said the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. And, God, we thank you. You even said heaven and earth will pass away before one uh, punctuation in my word will cease to be relevant in eras and ages and times past. So we thank you that you said your word won't return void or empty, ineffective or useless, but it'll go forth and it will establish and prosper and won't return until it prospers in the thing that you sent it. And God, I thank you that men lie, but you don't lie. And your word is forever true and you have sworn by yourself for there was none higher than you. 
And God, I thank you. You honor your word, and I give you praise for every person that will be blessed today. Oh, Lord, I thank you for even healings and miracles moving all over this room even today. People with pains and ailments and infirmities and abnormalities walking out with complete pain removed and lifted, Lord. Lift pains, carry griefs, lift spirits of depression and brokenness, God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for all that will be preached and said in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody shout, oh yeah. Can you do me a favor and just hug somebody next to you say, I'm so glad to see you in the house of the Lord. And you may take your seat. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 17. This will be one of our text scriptures for today. Acts the 17th chapter, verses 26 through 28. The name of my message on today is One Race, Heaven's Culture, Earth's Destiny. One Race, Heaven's Culture, Earth's Destiny. Acts, the 17th chapter, starting in verse 26. When you're there, say amen. Praise God. It'll be up on the screens here in just a moment. Acts 17, verse 26. It says, and he made, and I'm reading from the Amplified, but it will be right here on the screen. It says, and he made from one blood every nation of men. Say, every nation of men. One blood every nation of men. Keep, this, keep it up there for me. Uh, and the Amplified says, from one common origin, one source, and one blood. All nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted borders or periods of times and habitations where they would settle and their particular lands and their abodes so that they should seek God so that they should seek God in the expectation that they might feel after him and find him although he is not far from each one of us for in him we live who's the we notice every culture Every nation, every nationality, every ethnicity lives and moves and has their being, even as some of your poets have said, for we are his offspring. Notice our text affirms a spiritual reality I want to uh, submit to you today regarding the origin of all ethnicities and nationalities that regardless to culture, pigment, complexion, or melanin, all mankind has derived from one DNA strand, one helix from heaven. The Bible says we are all from one blood. Dr. Ken Ham, in a dissertation called One Blood, One Race, has acknowledged in the secular scientific community they have made such advances in forensic technology that they had something called the Human Genome Project. How many of you heard about this? Oh, okay, okay. Some science fiction idols out here. I'm a nerd. I'm a scientist at heart. And they decoded the human DNA strand, and literally the difference between someone who's of African descent and someone who's Caucasian is not even 1% genetically. There is no differentiation that even melanin is actually uh, seen in shades of brown. So even white folks are brown. <laughs> it's 
the truth. This is white. So they released an entire document. If you want to look it up, it's pretty extensive. It's, it's powerful. But how many of you know the Bible confirmed this? A book written over 1,500 years ago, 40-plus authors. Come on, farmers, intellectuals, many not even overlapping in their particular prophetic dispensations and all congruent. Come on, all succinct, all moving in one direction with one message and one narrative. The scriptures have already recorded in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it says that Adam was the first man. And Genesis 3 and verse 20 affirms as well that Eve was to be the mother of of all the living. I'm just establishing some premises here as we go for what we're going to be teaching on today, okay? So scientifically, let's make this clear. Race is a misnomer. There are actually no colors, but science has proven that it's really shades in the brown spectrum, and we are all of one DNA strand. Are y'all with me today? Now turn to Ephesians chapter 2, 14 through 18. See, there are many uh, movements today that are calling into question the authenticity and the veracity of Scripture. They're saying that the Word of God is shaded only in pigments of whiteness and pigments uh, uh, that is completely Eurocentric and it is not embracive of multiculturalism or even the celebration of ethnicities. But how many of you know in our text it said God made from all nations, one blood, every ethnicity, come on, every color, every culture. This is the God that's made hundreds of species of just one apple. If you've ever explored just the cornucopia, the, the, the vast array of fruits and vegetables, God wasn't just happy with one species of apple, one color of apple. Come on, there's green apples, there's red apples. You ain't talking to me. There's, hello? There's Granny Smith apples. Them yellow apples is the Asian apples. You know what I'm saying? Amen. God is a God of diversity. Even in ecology, the science of understanding environment, God has placed something called biodiversity, species of the same kind, but ecology is them interacting. Watch how God set up creation. Multiple species that are different, but interacting and moving as one. It's called an ecosystem. The kingdom of God is not an institution or some just a physical monarchy. It is a living organism. It is an ecosystem of vibrant shades and, and colors and pigments and cultures that God has converged and the Lord loves it all. Ephesians chapter 2, 14 through 18 from the Passion Translation. I believe it will be on the screen to my left and your right. From the Passion Translation. Ephesians chapter 2, you can actually, I believe, follow along as well in your, in your uh, Bible app. If you look up live events, linked up church, it should have many of my scriptures in my notes there for your convenience. Okay, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15, are you with me? Amen, let me get there, I don't see it real quick. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, I'm going to start here in verse 14 through 18. It says, for he himself... Our peace, our bond of unity and harmony, he has made us both Jew and Gentile. Watch this. Both one body and has broken down or destroyed or abolished. Notice the word abolished, abolition. 
the hostile dividing wall between us by abolishing in his own crucified flesh the enmity caused by the law with its decrees and ordinances which he annulled. And he from two might create himself, listen to this now, one new man. And verse 16 says, And he designed to reconcile to God both Jew and Gentile, which literally means people who, who were uh, the chosen race or the people of God in that particular dispensation. See, God chose Israel not based on ethnicity, but to establish a new spiritual ideology in the earth. He raised Abraham up, and his agenda was to show an, a people group. He didn't focus on ethnicity yet, just to show a people group who had submitted to his governance, his laws, his, his, his truth, his virtues, his morality, and that he said, I will exalt that nation and all the nations of the world will see the truth of my word and be drawn to him. Now, I'll show you this in just a minute. In the Passion Translation, do you have the Passion Translation? All right, put that up there very quickly. The Passion Translation of this exact passage very quickly. The Passion Translation, praise God. So while they're getting that up, notice when Paul says neither male or female, notice that's gender. Slave or free, that's economic. Believe it or not, that's not just ethnic. It was economic in the ancient world. Listen to me. And Jew or Gentile is really referring to a superiority claim of any race or ethnicity. So if you understood that ethnocentrism is lifting your ethnicity or your culture above others. And the Jews, rightfully so, we can't hate on them because how many of you know if God said, I'm choosing Africa to be the chosen nation or I'm choosing uh, 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 Puerto Ricans or I'm choosing Mexicans or Latinos or Asians and now, you know, chopsticks and rice and beans and we're all saying, hey, this is divine food, right? This is the food of God right here. You understand that? This is called kosher. You're going to eat this huh? or you ain't going up. Come on, how many of you know, we, 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 it's nothing wrong with loving our culture, celebrating our culture. And so the Jews rightfully said, hey, hey, I'm going to pop my collar on y'all. We are the chosen people. But they didn't realize that was only a small period of time where God was exalting a particular nation to be a billboard to draw every color, every shade, every pigment of every culture to himself. God establishes in the new covenant in Ephesians 2. He said, once Christ died, I want you to notice here, none were given a preferential distinction in the kingdom or in the gospel as it pertains to person, personhood or worth or value or usability above another. This is what he's talking about here. There are actually only two divisions of people group on earth spoken here. Really, it's the saved and the unsaved. It ain't black and it ain't white. It's the regenerate and the unregenerate. Are you following me? So God has shifted separatism and segregation racially. Even elitism at the cross, he destroyed it and said he tore down the wall of segregation and separation. Amen. Touch somebody and say, you're you, you going to learn today. Look your neighbor to your left and say, hey, you, uh, my Latino brother, my, amen, my, we got vanilla, we got chocolate in here, amen, we got a butter pecan, recans, we got Mexican fried ice cream in here. This is a Neapolitan anointed in here today, you know, and I can't eat any of that for a little while. Praise the Lord. So, 
We see in the, a new creation reality. Let me give you a master key. What does that mean, new creation? It wasn't just identifying with Jesus pre the cross. I need y'all to catch this, Christians. It's understanding your identity and who you were recreated to be post the cross. When it comes to things like multiculturalism and racial unity, this scripture is directly speaking against the spirit of racism. It's speaking against the spirit of classism. It's speaking against the spirit of even oppressing genders, male to female, female to male. Now, you didn't know that was in the Bible, huh? Because we're watching mainstream media all day. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just get right back to the word here. I don't want to mess with anybody just yet. So the real master race, the real master race is only those who have Jesus' genes in their bloodstream. Every shade, come on, every spectrum of born-again believer, he breaks people's walls of prejudice. Another, look at the translation. Another translation, there it is right there. It said, he has torn down in verse 15. Man, this is powerful. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. Did you hear that? The Passion Translation in the, in the Greek, it literally speaks of ethnic animosity and hatred. You see, you can't reconcile people to people until we first reconcile people spiritually first to God. Are you listening to me now? Praise the Lord. So new creation reality, number two, the multicultural church is the spiritual Israel now. Doesn't mean the physical Israel has fallen out of the Abrahamic covenant, but now Jew and Gentile, you just heard it here, are engrafted in Christ, and we are the spiritual Israel. It actually says in Galatians 6, so that's every color. Come on, I need you to follow us, made of one blood. So in Christ, ethnicity is not an obstacle. That doesn't mean in the flesh, notice, in the flesh, we have differences of culture and preference. Come on. Opinions. Boy, we're opinionated, aren't we? Idealism, all the things we prop. But at the end of the day, if we ever exalt our color or our culture above Christ or the kingdom, we have stepped out of a New Testament paradigm and we have devolved to factions in the flesh. This is clear from Genesis to Revelation. Let me show you something else powerful here. So listen, the two seeds go back to Genesis. There was the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Those are really your two spiritual ethnicities in God. You are either regenerate or unregenerate. You are either the seed of the woman. What does that mean? You were born through Adam, redeemed through the blood of Christ, or you are the seed of the serpent. This is why Jesus, when he would contest the religious Pharisees in his day, would say, you brood of what? What species did he pinpoint? What is a viper? He said, you're projecting my personality and my preferences outside of my biblical principles, and you're even creating a greater ethnic divide because you don't understand that your agendas, your emotions are really expressing the agendas of the serpent and not the Savior. He was identifying the nature wherewith they were speaking from. 
1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, I'm going to lay this out systematically for you today. My goal today is you leave with confidence as a Christian or even as someone who's here today saying, I just want to understand because of the animosity ethnically and all of the, uh, the, uh, the, the hatred and all of the conflict, what does the scripture really say? Is the Bible really a book used to brainwash and is slanted only toward Eurocentric people? or this particular color or culture. Is that really what the Bible's about? You're going to learn today. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, look at this. See, in, 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 in across the spectrum of our communities today, in our culture, you're watching, you're watching the rise of nationalism. Now, nationalism isn't always, it's always ethnic. It's, it's propping up uh, maybe your nation's ideals and many times over the ideals of the kingdom. Got to be balanced with that. Amen. And if that doesn't include diversity and integration in your ideology, that is also unscriptural. Mm. Just keep looking straight ahead. <laughs> Say this with me. What offends me reveals me. If I'm stepping on your toes, your foot might not be in the right ethnic position, player. You just might not. Amen. Pull it back tight. Come on, pull that thing back tight. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, look what this says. Powerful scripture we read all the time and we miss in the original Greek says something powerful. And it even hints toward race. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, when you're there, say Amen. Praise God. Look, somebody tell me, you ought to read your Bible sometime. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this thing. Look at some of my folks out there laugh. Boy, this Bible's giving me confidence. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, but you are, what does it say? You are a chosen people, but you know in the Greek, it literally says you are a chosen race. Notice race Race in Scripture is first spiritual. Second Corinthians 5.17 proves, he said, if any man, no, again, again, no, we miss all this. The Bible don't say nothing about race. Don't say nothing about, what we going, there ain't no answer. I ain't going to church no more. We ain't learned nothing in 27 years. Hold on, let me get my glasses right because that's that religious devil. Uh, we ain't learned nothing. We done gave them tithes. What we learn up in here? If any man, is that black folk? Is that white folk? Is that Asians? Is that Latinos? If any person be in Christ, he is a new creation. In the Greek, it means you're a new species of being. So you are more spirit being than you are a physical being. See, Jesus didn't come to make you a better human being. First, he came to make you a superior spiritual being. Ooh, you just missed what I just said. You just missed. This actually says, look what it says in the Amplified. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. There's your status. Watch this. There's your privilege. It ain't white privilege. It ain't black privilege. It ain't Hispanic, green, blue, purple privilege. 
What you need to be pressing for is supernatural citizenship of another kingdom. And this scripture says that your status in that kingdom is not only citizen, but you are a sovereign. You are a king and a priest if you are Christ. Look, the scripture says that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and the perfections of him who has called you out of darkness into light. Now, just to confirm again who he's talking about in context, if you go up to verse 7, it's pretty clear as day. He literally says, to you then who believe. Pause. Now, this is the verse before. How many of you know 7 comes before 9? I'm getting deep on y'all today. You got to keep track. You got to trek with me. He said, to all, say, to all who believe. Amen. Then he says, chosen race. That means white folks are a chosen race. You may not like it. It's biblical. Black folk are a chosen race. Like every spectrum, come on, every ethnicity and culture in Christ. There are many ethnic identity cults arising, snatching people out of their values and their ethics and their beliefs, especially in the Christian community. Because maybe at times some of this wasn't emphasized like it should have in different intervals. Maybe people thought it was too controversial. Maybe they thought people would get up and leave. Maybe people, it's called identity politics. It's called racial tribalism. And it has no place in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I got two amens. Okay, I got 17 hand claps. I'll take it. I'll take it. See, many of us don't realize that it isn't just one particular racial group that has biases and prejudice to prejudge, to, to judge in advance without getting to know. Come on. Every culture does it. Oh, you ain't going to look at me in that tone of voice. Every culture laughs. Every culture, like, man, you know, them white folk now, bro. Yeah, but then white people, like, you know, those black people. But boy. Come on, somebody. Latinos, we look at both of you and say, ay, callate. That means shut up. Huh? Come on, somebody. <laughs> and Asians are quiet the whole time, making six figures, but walking in the end at my Indians. Woo woo! They're walking in. It's all right, because, you know, I'm going to get all the money here, Papito. <laughs> With a piece of naan in one hand and a check in the other, you don't. While we arguing, they're like, yeah, I'll take the job. <laughs> Thank you very much. Glory to God. I take the job because I clean now, I own later. <laughs> Woo! That's facts. Smack somebody say, that's facts! Now, notice Holy Spirit said, all who believe in the kingdom, there's no such thing as ethnic entitlement. I know that hurts, but let me tell you, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I came to offend every color and every spectrum today. See, to have multicultural ministry, you must see the beauty mm. and celebrate the diversity. There are strengths in black culture, and there are strengths in white culture. There's some stuff we can learn about family from a lot of Latinos. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
huh? And them Asians all the time will be telling us, and you better get that education, and Africans and Asians, and you better get that education. Huh? They don't play. I got tons of Africans and people in my church, boy, they don't play. You didn't come here. They don't play with the American dream. They come here, they get that education. Do you know that the greatest increase economically and in affluence in America today are Africans and Indians who've come from more impoverished situations than many of us. And they embrace education, doctors, surgeons, entrepreneurs. Come on, somebody say, look, somebody tell them it's my time. 2000, this is my time. Notice, anytime we add or subtract to the inerrancy of Scripture, the deity of Jesus, or introduce any aspect, hear me carefully, of superiority from a place of earthly ethnicity and not our heavenly identity, it is a cult. I'm going to say that one more time. Pastor Gregory, he's, he's, he's provoking me in the front row, so... Anything that adds or subtracts to the inerrancy of Scripture, the deity of Jesus, or introduces any aspect of superiority from a place of earthly ethnicity and not a heavenly identity is a cult. So let's not get confused anymore. That could be white, black, Latino, not in kingdom culture. Now I'm proving it to you from the Word. Someone with an opinion will always be subject to someone with evidence. And scripture is eternal evidence. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 18. Amen, I gotta move a little quicker now. Look what this says in the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 18. See, I'm laying this out systematically for you. Now, why am I saying this? I'm going right down the middle because to be multicultural, you must celebrate and see the beauty of other people's cultures. That doesn't mean there isn't negatives. That doesn't mean we don't have to have some hard conversations. That doesn't mean that we don't have to look at things systemically at different intervals of history and time. That doesn't mean we have to put our head in the sand and ignore it. But your perspective should first come from the constitution of the kingdom. What is that? The Bible. Not your bias. Pastor Gregory, I don't know if they're going to want me back. Well, I know that. I know that gun fu. <laughs> I don't know kung fu, but. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 16 through 18. Let's move quickly. In the Passion Translation. If you guys want a place to study for free with all these translations, Greek and Hebrew, you go to BibleGateway.com or BlueLetterBible.org. Powerful places. Now, notice it says, in the Passion, it says, Now, if anyone is enfolded in Christ... He has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh. Everything is new. Look at verse 18. It says, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us. Watch this now. Not the task, not the burden. I ain't interested in white folks. I ain't interested in them Latinos and Asians. I ain't interested in black folk. He's given us, who's us in context? 
the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ministry, notice the ministry. What does ministry come from? Servanthood. You can't reconcile if you're not willing to serve other ethnic interests or individuals and, and, and apply worth and value to them equally with yourself. He said, notice ministry is reconciling to God and you haven't completed the full ministry of reconciliation until you learn to reconcile others. I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. How are you going to be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and racist? And it ain't just from the white side. It's from the black side too and the Latino side too. Ooh, look at y'all's faces. Tell somebody gently and say, it's tight, but it's right. Amen. Now, now, Lord Jesus, let me hurry up. Okay, say this with me. Say, my covenant with God, this is so powerful, would take me a lot further than my color will. See, see, we don't look at the Scripture. When we study the Scripture, we don't study it principle-based. We're just looking for topics. Where's abortion in the Bible? Well, it's called child sacrifice if you really want to study it. Terms change. They evolve. They shift. I'm not going down that road, but I ain't afraid to. That's my ministry all day. What I'm going to tell you this, though, is you, you, you'll notice that there are a lot of cultural nuances. There are a lot of things that if we don't study things principle-based in the Scripture, and we're just looking for topics or Googling, help us, Jesus. Google is good and Google's bad. And this culture and the enemy is technological. There is digital toxicity out there where the lies populate to the top. Oh, come on. I wish I had some more woke Christians in here. The lies always populate to the top. It's called the world system. Let me hurry up. Oh, Lord, my God. I'm in an awesome wonder of that clock. Amen. So God says here, notice, Paul actually says we regard, in another translation, no man after the flesh. So say this with me. I don't look at color. Say, I look at character. God does not make prejudicial presuppositions toward any believer by their complexion, but he will prejudge you by your character. Isn't that what MLK said? That we will be in a time where my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the, we missed the content of the character part. We got a same skin, bro, but we may not be in the same spiritual species. You are regenerate and I'm unregenerate. We may be brothers after the flesh, but not after the spirit. If you don't emulate the character of Christ, we ain't family. But I'll love you and I'll win you and I'll preach and I'll show you the kindness of God and pull you into the kingdom. See, natural segregation is of the flesh, but there is spiritual separation. God says, come out from among the world, be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Then he says, I'll receive you. There are unclean things in all of our cultures that we're constantly dipping and dabbling in in the name of ethnicity. And God says, when you exalt your ethnicity, 
over who I am, you have fallen into ethnic idolatry. Ethnocentrism is the kissing cousin of racism. When you think your color and your culture is more valuable and more important, you only vote based on it. Here I come. Here I come. You only vote based on it. You don't care what is happening in any other color or culture or ethnicity. And you're saved. Jesus didn't just die for our people. He died for that hard conversation you've been trying to have for 400 years right across the aisle. He died for those people too and loves those people and doesn't demand those people adopt your culture or that culture adopt. We integrate, we celebrate, we see the beauty and the importance of one another. See, you can't have a multicultural ministry. If you can, imp Pastor Gregory says this statement a lot, you can impact people from afar, but you can only touch them up close. Do you know the Bible says every tree produces after its own kind? If you want to obey and have the heart to have earth reflect heaven, and this is where your pastor's pushing this because that's what the scriptures teach, you will only reproduce what you are inside. You could talk one way in front of people and talk different behind closed doors, but God sees your heart and you will re only attract and reproduce. Amen. Praise God. Listen, the next service, I've run out of time, but listen, how many of you are blessed today? How many of you are really blessed today? I want you to leave with this awareness that contrary to pop culture, the Bible has never in its author, authorship and authenticity reflected racism. It has recorded acts of it and seen the destruction of civilizations implementing it. And even in leaders to people who followed God, Jonah was racist. And God sent him to the very people he didn't want to go to. Don't make God, God has a sense of humor, y'all. Don't play with the Lord. Your son just may marry another culture. Your daughter just may marry that very I don't like them Indians. Here they come. They're coming right in your bloodline. You better watch it. Amen. Listen, I love you so much. Listen, I want you guys to just bow your head for, for one moment. Amen. As Pastor Gregory comes forth, and we, we're going to just take a moment where we just have a time of prayer. And if you're a first-time visitor, I pray you were blessed today. Amen. And uh, amen. Praise, praise God. The Let's Lord. all stand to our feet.